Hello, I'm Faisal Hussain, Chief Executive of the Double Glazing and Conservatory Ombudsman Scheme. Welcome everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the DDCOS podcast. DDCOS is a consumer protection organisation, and we protect consumers. We also raise industry standards and support our members. And being a member of DDCOS, as an installer, you are committed to complying with high standards of consumer protection. Today, I'm joined by George Clark, architect, TV presenter and DDCOS brand ambassador, and Tom Emerson, sales and marketing director of Ideal Window Solutions. Ideal Window Solutions have been a founding member of ours since 2010, so that's over 12 years of association. They've protected over 6,500 customers through DDCOS, which equates to something over £24 million of people giving away their money. And they've recently, very last year, celebrated 25 years of being in business. So I know that, George, you wanted to speak to one of our members. I did. And, and Tom is here, so I'll, I'll kind of hand it over to you and you can have a chat with him about DDCOS and Ideal and take it from there. Tom, great to meet you. You too, George. Thanks for coming in for this. Um, tell me a little bit about the company. It's interesting, really, because we operate um, in two or three markets, um, principally as an installer. We're an installing specialist. Um, so we do new build development with house builders, um, domestic and retail installation for general consumers. But we also have a fairly active maintenance and repair division and a genuine maintenance and repair division. So we, we go and do maintenance for people, not as a way of flipping that into a new sale, but to genuinely change those products give a good service, and guess what? When they are at end of life, they tend to come back. And I have to say, you've got a great company name. It kind of it says exactly what you do. It does. Ideal Window Solutions. The only downside of that is we should have, in our email address, just made it IWS. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody ever ask you for that email address? It's quite and long. you go, my name <laughs> plus idealwindowsolutions.co.uk, you are doing it for about 15 minutes. <laughs> so why did you become a... DGCOS member? It's quite an interesting story for me, I think, in comparison to others, because Tony Pickup, who's the founder of the group, contacted me when I was working at one of the industry's largest sort of integrated chains. They were an extruder, fabricator, glass manufacturer. And I met him in a shady hotel in Manchester. Sounds um, interesting. Yeah, to, to have a chat about this project that he had an idea of, which was to give consumer protection. And having spoken to him, I, I, was, I had a steering group of customers within the business I had of installers and fabricators. And we decided, what a great idea. Let's bring DGCOS to a meeting with these installers. Um, I invited some people I knew that were editors of industry magazines. And we let him pitch it and see whether actually there's any traction. And I think probably from that in, inaugural meeting, there were maybe 15 or 20 major installation companies and 13 of them signed up. So there was definitely an appetite for having a body that would represent those businesses to the consumer, but very importantly to them, would give them protection from professional non-payers, which are, f are far more prevalent than you would probably think. Yeah, yeah. So you've been there from the beginning, really? Yeah, it was, it was interesting, really, because all these people joined up, a couple of things happened to me on, on a private level and one of the people that had signed up became a friend and I ended up investing in that business. And before I knew it, I was on the other side of the fence, which was really nice. And 
What's it like being a member? What are the benefits? What are the pros and cons? I'm I hoping there's no cons. No, there aren't any cons to be fair. And I think, I mean, you know, people will be listening to this, George, and think, well, yeah, you you would say that. I am positive about being a member. I hope that's not the only reason Faisal invited me because uh, <laughs> there have been times over the years when we've had to give each other a little bit of, you know. He hasn't bribed you to no, just so say No, he hasn't, right he hasn't bribed me, unless the check's in the post, Faisal. No. Not at all. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, what are the benefits of being a member? Why, why do in, you enjoy being a member? We, I believe as a company that we really are a consumer champion. So we work very hard to be communicative with our customers. Um, they get transparency. But there's always going to be in construction and projects a time when you don't agree with people. Um, it doesn't matter how hard we've worked in that environment. Having a professional body to go to and say to a consumer that's really unhappy about something you've done or something you haven't done, and say, I have absolute faith in you taking your complaint to this independent body and let them arbitrate it. You tell them all the things that you think are wrong, and we will provide them with all the evidence from the contract, from the work, particularly if we think we've done things wrong and we've put those right and you're still not happy, and then let them arbitrate. And the, the, the professionalism of the people they've employed over those sort of 12 years in dispute resolution, in account management, have just been second to none. Can you give me an example of when you've really needed them, when you've called on them as a service? Yeah, and, and, and this has never happened to us before, but we went into dispute resolution with a customer in a property that was, in my view, totally unreasonable. And I think in the, ended up being, in DG Suez's view, totally unreasonable. So we did everything we could to arbitrate this issue and in the end, ended up having to go to court. And it was a great lesson because we won and it cost us an absolute fortune. So nobody won. And since then, we've just doubled our efforts to always try and make sure that we could resolve disputes, walk away from the sort of litigation side. That would, you know, we've got a contract. It's a, it's a good contract. It's strong and robust. And sometimes you would, I think, if we weren't in the position we are with DG Suez, we might litigate more often. If you were to pick, I don't know, two key benefits of being a member what would they be this isn't just about you george because right at the beginning there was another <laughs> brand ambassador and to be fair the association with somebody that was seen as a consumer champion really did help there was a lot of engagement i think from the buying public of trust and, and i understand you know from uh, the discussions i've always had with tony and with faisal over the years that um having somebody that's, that was the face of the DG Suez that the public would have faith in was really important. And that has worked. That's been a real benefit. Yeah, and I mean, trust is everything in this game, isn't it, really? It's really important. Well, I mean, I'm sure you see this all the time. You know, when you get up and stand up on TV and talk to people, as, as Nick rostered at the time about consumer rights, people believed him. So that worked very well for us. Yeah, and um, your reputation's at stake and you want to do a good job and... Mm. But you're right, it's the building game. There's always going to be an issue at some point. Yeah, There's always going to be a disagreement Some of that's somewhere. expectation. Some of that is money. Tell me about some of your projects, some case studies. Yeah, we've done lots of very ordinary jobs, as most installers do, um, and yeah, very grateful to have them. And they're not all interesting, but we've, I've picked a couple really for us to talk about today because they are completely different. One, from your point of view, interesting because it was a complete design and build we had an involvement with the architect, with the main contractor, 
well before anybody put a spade in the ground. And this was a particular organization that not only design and build, but run the property. And it was a retirement complex, but it was built completely as an art deco project. It's one of the most attractive buildings I've ever worked on. But it used a mixture of um, old style product to look, which was a sort of crittle type window, but in modern heritage aluminium. So it created uh, the look of that art deco building, but in materials that were going to be energy efficient and work. Um, and an art deco building, it's all about the glass, isn't it? Absolutely. It really um, is. And there is a centre tower in this building that has leaded lights, curved glass. It there couldn't be anything more complicated than they decided. I mean, you can imagine George sitting opposite the architect in those meetings. As he said, yes, this tower is going to be this high and it's this wide. And they've got <laughs> very practical. All in glass, please. Yes. Um so you must be quite proud of that. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's a lovely looking building. Very expensive for people who wanted to retire and go and move there. Um, but rightly so. Sounds like the perfect place to retire, <laughs> to be honest with you. I might um, sign up. But it, and again, you a, a project that wasn't as ordinary as some of the other ones we do, um, was a, a building, a, I suppose you'd call it a stately home actually, but a, a house that was built by a Secretary of State back in the eighteen hundreds, Secretary of State for India in Lord Lord George's government. Um, and it's got a lovely history as a, as a building. It was taken over by the Navy back at the end of the war and became a place called HMS Mercury, which is very close to where we are, um, and had been officers' mess. Um, I'd seen an awful lot of things happen in and around it, and, and some years ago was bought, redeveloped. We talked earlier, I think, um, about the beauty of redeveloping uh, old buildings, um, and the whole of that house, or what was the office's mess, was split into four apartments. So these apartments are sort of seven-bedroom apartments. They're huge, great features, high ceilings, um, but a very difficult project to try and make draft-proof, waterproof. Um, but we've used a timber alternative product in there, and I'm been absolutely amazed by the results. It must look beautiful. It does. It's a stunning-looking building because it stands on a hill, overlooks all of its grounds, um, and it, you know, it's got all of our product in it couldn't be better i remember when i was a kid and my granddad he was a builder and just going around in his van around town he would regularly tell me many times i built that i worked on that i did that mm. and that sense of pride was fantastic you must have that it's something you almost sounds like you and i went for a walk together <laughs> <laughs> he did tell me about the same buildings yeah. every time we went out I think you forgot that he told me about the same building yesterday. This particular place, Lady in House, is probably 10 or 15 miles from where I live. I have no reason to take people there, but I do. <laughs> That's great, though. I absolutely love that. I really, really do. Um, your company seems like it's very positive, doing very well. Survived the pandemic? We have survived and we've thrived. And I think that's because of yeah, good support from suppliers. I think we're well managed and we care about the people. And most of the issues that come up in business can be resolved by the people that work in that business. So we're not particularly dictatorial. You know, we spend a lot of time communicating with our customer base, but an equal amount of time communicating with our staff. And they're part of it, and we invested in them. And guess what? They've, they've paid us back. So if you meet a fellow installer um, who isn't a member of DGCOS, what do you say to them? It's an interesting point because I think... For quite a number of years, George, I've pushed DGCOS to be a little bit more active in the industry, you know, work a bit harder, 
and get members in because I think the more of the general public understood that there was a consumer protection company working on their behalf in double glazing would help improve people's view of this as an industry. And it, and it works for me to have other people that I compete with have the same credentials. If they've not got the same credentials, it's difficult to say, well, my value proposition works because of all of these things. So in terms of it actually saying to people, you know, if you believe you do a good job, don't be frightened of them looking at your books. Don't be frightened of them looking at your contract. Don't be frightened of them you know, lifting the lid up and saying, actually, some of these things aren't very good. Because if they help you improve, you'll improve and it'll make you more profitable. And what do you say to your clients about the service? Well, usually what we do is send them a picture of you. It's really easy. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't you buy it? Yeah. Um, I think we'll just end it there. Yeah. That's a great way to end the chat. Thanks very much, Tom. I, th- I think from, from, from DDCOS's point of view, Ideal Window Solutions, pardon the pun, have been an ideal member of ours for over 12 years now. And fundamentally, that's down to two things. One is the actual people behind ideal windows tom and chris believe in our ethics believe in what we're trying to do and that comes across and secondly and and more importantly is that like tom said they care and they care about the staff care about the consumers and care about doing the right thing and that's so important for us now ddcos is not for everyone and it could be a situation where Installers are very price orientated because we're not the cheapest and we class ourselves as a Rolls Royce of consumer protection because of what we do. So I've got a question for you, actually. So you protect your consumers, Mm -hmm. you support your installers. Who checks what you do that you're doing a brilliant job? That's a very good question, actually, because there's a couple of things that we do. Is First of all, it's having an open relationship with your installers because we have that relationship with installers where they are continuously feeding back to us what we are doing right and what we are potentially even doing wrong and where we can improve from. And we're always open to areas for improvement. And secondly, from a consumer point of view is every time a consumer interacts with us, we do have a satisfaction service where we want to actually monitor how customers are feeling after our service and if they're not happy with what we're trying to do, then we have a complaints program for ourselves. And them two are the most important factors because what we don't want, obviously from, from our point of view, is we don't want consumers or our members complaining about our service, but we're always open to feedback. And that's the only way we can really transform or keep transforming consumer protection. Brilliant. So George, Tom, thank you um, so much for your time today. And thank you for tuning in and listening to the conversation. If you have any questions about the work that DDCOS does and how membership can benefit you as an installer, you can find more information at installers.ddcos.org.uk or you can drop us a line at info at ddcos.org.uk. Thank you.